Hi, I'm Katie Jones, and welcome to the High Note Podcast. So, um, Hank, how was your week slash weeks? Fine. It was uh, hectic, which is a good thing. Um, just playing and, and lining stuff up, um, doing some things with my little home studio. So that's been keeping me busy as well. So it's been good though. It's, you know, no news is good news. It's kind of the way I look at it too, but it's been, it's been pretty busy and you've been all over Alabama. Yeah. yeah I went to Alabama. I did not realize like all the stuff to see in Alabama. I was, uh, on a film trip. So I, I was filming for a show called travels with Darley and, uh, nothing to do with music. It was pretty much just you know, I was the B camera, I was the drone pilot and it was really, really cool. And it's like that step of, you know, if you're in film or like any profession, you're like you're in high school, you're like learning the basics. And then in college, you're learning like, you know, your own style. Right. But then like, it's like going pro. It's like, I felt like I was in kindergarten for like the first couple of days because I like had no, I was like, what? Really? I was lost. You didn't let them know that, did you? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, no, well, at first, like it, it, I was the B camera, so I'm known as not the great, the better camera. Um, but man, I've learned so much and I brought so much back home and it was so cool. And Alabama is full of history, civil rights, Nat King Cole. We just like drove and it was like, oh, there's Nat King Cole's house. And I was like, what? I didn't know he was from Alabama. Montgomery. I had no idea. Huh. So, Katie, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, Katie. How are you? <laughs> Still here. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Awesome. So, I was at a dinner with my wife when I got back from Alabama, and we ate some Royal Reds at the Blind Tiger, and there was Katie. She was just singing, and I was like, and we, we usually will sit outside or something, but it was like cold, and it, it was just packed, and we're like, we're going to sit at the bar. And we sat there, and I saw her, and I know who she is because I know her father, um, but then I was like, I was listening to her and I was like, the music was everything, everything about that set. Me and my wife enjoyed so much because the the, the guitar was subtle, but you could hear it. But it, your vocals was just it. it th That whole room, people were talking. You have all this jabber, but you sound crystal clear. And I was like, she's really good. And then she's like started throwing some originals out there. And I was like, this is impressive. So I just walked up to her and I was like, hey. <laughs> Got a podcast this Thursday. Would right. you would you mind uh, joining us? She's like, yeah. She works across the street. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, um, um, let's see. I'm going to be 25 in a couple of months. I've been uh, playing music live for about nine, ten years now. I've been doing it since I was about 15. Um, other than that, you know, I've I've always sang. I grew up in church choir and youth choir, and you know, I've just been singing for so long. Um, and then I finally, you know, some things happened to where you know being introduced to the live music scene came about. Um, and so I've just really been I've been doing it ever since. I took a little bit of a hiatus, you know, during COVID and whatnot, but. Um, being back, it's it's been fun. I like it. I enjoy it very much. So you know, when I'm not working and taking care of kids, I'm I'm singing. That's, that's so you do I have do. kids? Yeah, I have two little girls. Awesome, mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. And like, I've learned this. Like when I was I was about your age when I started, 14, 15 years old, and I started to get paid to you know sing and and you just you can run run wild, like book everything there is. But then when those kids get involved, it's like you got to put the brakes a little bit. And it's like wow, like it's kind of the reality hits you that uh but you've adjusted i've learned to adjust mm -hmm. too but like yeah. adjusting with kids and stuff and gigging at night it's pretty cool what are you what are you looking at I, I'm, I'm just thinking you guys were 14 15 years old i was trying to figure out how to make a c chord when i was 14 <laughs> <laughs> much less playing in the public eye wow that's pretty crazy 
Well, so, pe- people like you have paved the way, like like yeah. your father Dave. Mm-hmm. David, does David, anybody, David. Yeah. So David, I mean, they paved the way. He, uh, we'll get back to him. Go ahead with your question. No, no, <laughs> I, I was just. Um, when did you start playing the guitar? What age did you begin? What did you pick it up and say, "Hey, this um, is pretty cool"? I think. Well, I had I played piano for a couple of years and I liked it, but it just kind of wasn't. It, it wasn't for me. And then, you know, at the time, that's when Taylor Swift was like really hot. And I was like, I, I want to be her. I love her. I have to learn how to play guitar. And because um, I had already been writing songs on my keyboard. And so uh, my dad took me into a guitar shop and, you know, we were just kind of looking, but I fell in love with this Alvarez. We got it. I signed up for lessons and I think I was a, around 10 and I've just been playing ever since. And then writing songs was so much easier with my guitar. I just, I loved it. And I just fell in love with songwriting. Wow, that's um, great. Did you so, take piano lessons? Uh, I did for okay. a couple of years, yeah. Okay, so you had some formal training in, in mm-hmm. both. And then yeah. uh, with the guitar, you just kind of took off on your own. And I took lessons for a couple of years. Right. And then, and then um, after that, I kind of just was self-teaching a little bit right, using the internet right. and things like that. Finding your, your yeah. niche, your mm-hmm. style. What kind of music do you play? Like if I was to go see you or our listeners were to go see you, what, what style is it? Um, if you were to come see me at one of my live performances, I, I try to play a pretty wide variety of genres because you never really know who's going to be in the crowd. But when people ask me that question, I typically say I'm predominantly play country music and classic rock um which if you asked what my favorite was the oldies are my favorite to play i just i love putting my spin on them and just kind of seeing the crowd's reaction to them they just get so into it so i love adding those into my set now i have to ask you from your perspective which is different than mine obviously Mm -hmm. for (laughs) obvious reasons uh what is your definition of oldies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of, I don't know. So, I mean, I've got some like Willie, I've got a Willie Nelson song on my set list, Elvis Presley, oh, okay. um, you know, Fleetwood Mac, stuff right. like that, you know, okay. so right. and those are my favorite to play. I, I didn't know, you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> when they had the classic rock, you know, it's like, okay, classic rock, you know, it's like. Clapton and that kind of stuff and it's like oh no 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 this is the 90s classic rock (laughs) oh I I didn't realize that the time had moved on and then there's a news the second generation of it so that's why I asked yeah I was just curious so that sounds like a a good thing I mean you can reach all ages with that and Mm -hmm. obviously you play Taylor Swift as well so I actually don't have any Taylor Swift songs on my current set list she made you mad did she she owes you money My wife heard you sing a couple songs. I can't remember what they were, but when you were playing it, she was like, I actually learned that song because she just thought it was so pretty on the oh, guitar. Wow. Um, but I heard you sing Always on My Mind. I heard you sing, mm-hmm. was it Landslide? Yeah. I heard you sing Landslide. Mm-hmm. You said that was like one of your favorite songs. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs like of listening. all time ever. I love that um, song. Now, your originals, though. Yeah. <laughs> there was I heard about three of them, mm-hmm. I think, and they were very melodic, very easy to listen to, which tells me that you're a good songwriter. Thank you. Um, and, of course, through all the rabble and stuff, I'm trying to listen to the words, but also I'm on a date night eating Royal <laughs> yeah. Reds, you know, just getting my shrimp on. But uh, very excited to see where you go with this because you're a heck of a songwriter. Thank you Seriously. very much. And I wish I had that, that knack, but I don't. I don't have the patience for it because you got to be patient. you got to be, like, really in the zone. And I'm just too distracted to just sit there and like write something. Well, Jesse, is it hard to write a song where you've got a child screaming, pulling at your pant leg, and you're trying to uh, <laughs> to write? 
I've actually never even tried. <laughs> I can yeah. vouch for that. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, yeah. right. I'm about to say how do you so, how do you find time? Mom, how do you get in that zone? Well, you know, I'm a single mom, so like when I'm done taking care of my kids, that's you know, that's when I'm able to do the music. Like when they're in bed for the night, then I just kind of take some time. Your time to do that. Yeah, that's that's what I use my Heck me time yeah. for. Uh -huh. But for, as far as songwriting goes, I am for whatever reason not capable of just saying, okay, I'm going to sit down and write a song tonight. I try and I try and it just doesn't work. It's like the most random so it, come, it comes to you. It yeah. It just like, like pops oh. in my brain and I have to pull out, I could be driving or, yep. you know, whatever. I have to just pull out my phone and just kind of like take a voice recording and then try to put some music to it later. Um, uh, so you, when you do that, you do that with melody as well. I mean, you're not just writing lyrics or are you, are you writing them both at the same time? You're kind of humming and mm -hmm. singing yeah. something that, yeah. yeah. The, when the muse taps you on the shoulder, mm -hmm. it's like, it just okay, comes. You got to yeah. listen. I got to listen to mm -hmm. it. And so, um, I used to have, I can't even remember what original song it was, but you know, when I was in high school this one morning, I was like making my lunch for school and I, it just came to me and I was like, I have to stop what I'm doing. And I wrote it down in my little notebook. And then when I got home from school that day, I finished it and it was like a really great song that I loved. And I used to always tell people at my uh, shows, I'd be like, I wrote this song while I was making a turkey sandwich. <laughs> and it, you know, they just thought that was so funny, but it's, it just is always at the most random times. Have you, funny. have you recorded these songs? Um, I have. I think there's four. Yes, I did them. Um, I recorded them back when I was like 17. It was like my junior year of high school. Uh, did that during the summer. So there are a few. Um, they're on Spotify. There you go. I yeah. was going to say, any aspirations <laughs> to do do a CD type thing? I don't know. Do, what, <laughs> what do you call it? A CD, an yeah. album, a, a project? Well, I mean, I'm, What's the proper I'm a 90s kid, so I still think like, are you going to lay down a CD? Like, are you going to lay down a track? Or yeah. But now it's pretty much like, are you going to lay it? Are you going to put it to streaming services? That's yeah, what, that's the new um, thing. Pretty now. much. But yeah. but but that doesn't define if it's a song or a group of songs. I mean, how do you say I've got this? I got ten songs, or I got twelve. They, you songs. still say album? And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Well, that's 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that okay? I'm not really sure what you kids are doing over here. Yeah, I um I am currently working on a project. Um, I've been a solo act for you know all these years, and the time has come for me to have a band and i um i am working on that we've had, are you? how many we've, pieces uh let's see there's five of us oh did i just miscount no no nobody knows but you see in the, in <laughs> the so band wait, hold on, wait, i'm like do i am i bad at math uh <laughs> see, see, dustin ross and adam cook and jagger batia and thomas leos and me so yeah five okay so, so, five. Yeah, so five how, did, how did y'all connect <laughs> see i saw this um, on her social media okay so this is a funny story um and i'm going to tell him myself um thomas leos is uh he was my guitar teacher so i've known him all these years he's watched me grow up through my music and through life and we've always kept in contact and um so i was playing one night at um the boho biloxi social house and i met this woman and uh just talking to her on my break she was just like really really into my set she was singing along with all the songs and on my break i was like hey you know i just wanted to like say hey and you know thank you for being so into my music and she i can't really say everything but she was like yeah i'm so and so and i work here and we have this big event uh that you know comes around every year would you like to play at it in april and i was like oh my gosh yeah and she was like do you have a band and I was like 
yes, I have a bear. There you go. There and in you the go. back of my head, I was like, oh, what did I just do? She was like, great, I'm going to get with you. And as soon as I left that gig, I called Started Thomas and I was phone. like, we got to get a band like right now. We've only there got a go. few months. We've got to get it together. Well, when, op- so. when opportunity opens, you know, I mean, you got to jump that's on right. it yeah. and, and deal with the, the... I commend you for that. That's yeah. awesome. I'm that's, uh... very confident. Yeah, I got a band. We're great. We've been together for years. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, like with somebody, whether it's film, music, or anything, like, hey, can you, can you uh, shoot a presentation with a long lens? Sure. And then the next day, I'm buying a long lens. You're on, you're on Amazon. <laughs> Add <some laughs> yeah, Amazon card. For, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you see the opportunity. Overnight it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. But it, it worked out. I called Thomas and we were able to get a group of guys together. They're pretty seasoned musicians. They play with each other all the time in a different band. So, and it has just really, really meshed so well. It's so incredible. It feels I love comfortable. It. It's, not, it's not, not forced. No, it's amazing. Like That's the chemistry good. just between everybody is, is so good. And it's, it's fun because, you know, these three, uh, three of the guys, they go back and forth between, you know, rhythm guitar and lead guitar and bass. Like they swap on different songs. And it's so fun because they can all do everything. Right. So that makes it really fun. And, um, you know, I've been playing my original songs so long by myself. And I've always dreamed of what they would sound like, you know, with the full band. And that's cool. It's, it just, I tear up every week when we practice because I'm like, you know, I've just, I've always imagined what they would sound like. And you guys are bringing my dream to life. And that's they just, nice. they yeah. make me sound so good. And I just, I love so, it. So is it pretty much what you do as a solo artist within a band context or is it, have you expanded in doing other songs or styles or I say styles, but I think genres? Um, I, I definitely think my, uh, spectrum has broadened a little bit because they're used to a very different genre. They're, you know, used to a different kind of music, which is fun. Um, because you know, they, they play a lot of like metal music and rock and like, and they're great at it. So we were, I was showing them a new a song that I just wrote the other day. And, um, the song we were piddling around with before the guitar was like still very distorted. And I guess they forgot to turn it off and they were kind of like laying some licks down while I was showing them this new song. And I was like, wait, I love that. I would have never thought. Happy accident. That happens like, a lot. I was like, keep it up. I like, that's great. I love it. So I just, well, I would have never thought. What's the name of their, let's give them a shout out. What's the name of their band? And um, So three of the guys, they play in a band called Cook and the Boys. Okay. So, Who's Cook? Cook is Adam Cook. Okay. <laughs> So the cook and the boys, they oh, just cook yeah. and the boys, mm-hmm. and so they do kind of a more more of a mm-hmm. uh, heavy metal, yeah, uh, and like rock kind of rock sound. Kind okay, of rock vibe. all right, they're awesome. Yeah, be on the lookout for them. Cook, cook and, the, and boys the boys as well, and the boys. So not just cook. That's right. So let's. I want to go back a little bit of history. So oh yeah, your dad David played for, and I I think I got to miss. I, I don't know if he played with Coast before, or if he sat in, but he played with a band I think called Gulfstream. Do you remember that when um, you were little? Yes, they were Gulfstream at one point, and then they were also called Hank Plank in the two by fours at one oh, point. Oh, you're kidding me! Yeah, so do I, you remember them? I live them every day. <laughs> I I can promise you, there's somebody that will come up to me with regularity and say, "Hank Plank in the two by fours." No, it's Hank Berman. I, oh my gosh! <laughs> no way! Are you joking? No. My dad's going to. Is your dad a big man? Is he a big, strong man? He was I a drummer. My drummer. dad was the drummer, David. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering if I could punch him. Would I get away with it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. I'm, I no, think. I think. Of course my, not. I but, think my dad. That's really so funny. funny. Hank Plank and the and two, the two by, by fours, and they would oh, always they say, played "Like all over." I remember. Yeah, and like at their gigs, they would be like, "Hey guys, I'm so sorry that Hank Plank couldn't make it tonight, but like he was not like a real person." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he could definitely beat me up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here's a wow. Fun, here's a funny story. So, well, also continue. Like, tell me what you remember. So, a lot of my inspiration came from when Coast and my dad got together mm-hmm. and played in the garage and stuff. Like, did you get inspired by their band? Is that how you kind of got into this whole musical realm, or were you already in it? I mean, I would say so. Yeah, because I was already doing like choir and whatnot, and my dad. He he quit doing live music when I was a kid so that he could spend more time with me. You know, Good so man. I only remember going to a couple of shows of his, but I remember um, being a- across the street at um, the lumber company because uh, my family, you know, manages that. And so my dad and whatever the band was called at that point in time would play at like their Christmas parties. And I remember being in the warehouse with my mom and like dancing and seeing my dad up there. And it was just like so cool. And then, um, you know, he just was so excited when I wanted to learn how to play guitar. And he would, he, eventually turned our sunroom into like a music room for me and he would have his nice. drums and we would jam and his buddies would come over and we would all play and I was so shy at the time that really helped me kind of um get used to singing in front of people because I was so shy I think a lot a lot of musicians are shy I mean I I I am basically mm-hmm. and definitely was back in the day uh, more introverted and and there's a lot of stories of people like that not just that you know and that we know, but you know, people like Prince and Hendrix and all those guys, man, off, when they were off stage, they were not, you know, <laughs> they were calm, quiet, shy guys. So it's really interesting how how that comes about. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a, a door that's open to your creativity and almost like you can become a second persona, mm-hmm. a different person if you probably don't really think of it in those terms. But it's like it's like you bottle up all the energy for the performance yeah. or the recording yeah. or whatever, or, and then once that's done, it's like you got to rejuvenate yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or like, or, yeah, you just all of a sudden you're like, hey, showtime. Yeah, not quite that. I can tell you how many times I'm like, I'm, I feel bad, I feel sick, or you know, I had a had a rough day. It was you know, and then you got to get that microphone, and you just like these people are coming to see you mm-hmm. to eat the food. Yeah. Like you better, you know. Yeah. Nobody wants to see somebody being sour. Yeah. So you got to put it on. Yeah, it's it's more than just it really is a performance sometimes like mentally like you have to kind of like turn off whatever is going on exactly. to get up there. I've had to do it like so many times and you have to give the same show the same energy every time, you know, no matter what. Yeah, I, I, uh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. It's it's uh, there's a story. In fact, we had Scott Henson on uh, the first show. When Scott he was first, our first he was podcast. Our first. Oh, oh, nice! I and, saw him recently too. And and just, it's, I've connected with him now. Good. Cool. And Scott, Scott, and his wife, his wife uh, Susan, great, great girl. She. Um, anyway, this has to do with the Beau Rivage. Has to do with Roddy Dangerfield. Hey, how you doing? You know, Roddy. No, no respect. Hey, hey. No, no respect. No respect. Do you know who Roddy Dangerfield is? No. I yeah, don't. He, was a, he was a comedian, oh, a, a, okay. a old school guy. He was, you know, the one-liners type thing on the oh, old variety gotcha. shows okay. and the old Johnny Carson shows. But anyway, so he 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 was in Caddyshack. That's a movie that some people can relate to, <laughs> for one way or the other. But anyway, so he was playing at the, performing at the at the Beau Rivage, and he was wanted to look at some land. So Susan, Susan Kane being in a uh, realty, uh, she and Scott, of course, Scott wanted to go because he liked Rodney Dangerfield. So uh, took them uh, to look at different properties. But when Rodney came and his wife came down the elevator, 
he could barely walk. This guy was like, it just, it's like, oh my gosh, how's he going to do his show tonight? And, you know, just didn't ask him, but something seriously wrong with him. You could just tell he was pale. And so they ride around and they talk and they see things. So he gave him tickets to the show. Bottom line is that show, the light come on, he hits it. He comes out. Hey, how you doing everybody? You'd never know it was the same guy. Wow. So rising to the occasion Mm -hmm. is what the point of that story is it's interesting how, yeah. it's a very, very interesting you know it's like the, you know those guys that are just or the ones you know the old star is born type thing the guy's loaded and he's just you know yeah i go play and i'm you know hey mm-hmm. you know, they come <laughs> to life it's kind yeah. of a it's kind of cliche in a way but it's true so katie tell me where's your and you don't have to i mean if you don't want to cause bad blood from anywhere else but where's your favorite place to play at on the gulf coast or anywhere oh, for that matter man. <sighs> You don't have to answer it. I don't know. It's so, we know they're all favorites. I yes. love them all. I I do. <laughs> I love all my venues so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed the Lady May recently. It's a pretty oh, new, not so food. much a new venue to me because I used to play there when it was the Shrimp Factory or whatever. I played there. And my first gig was Al Fresco's. R- really? It used to be Al Fresco's. Wow, that's crazy. That's where we ate down the street. Yeah, that's where we ate. Wow, yeah. I love that place, and um. I just enjoy that venue because the crowd is just, you know, it, it's really, really good. They go there to see live music. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, cool. And then another venue I really love is the Julep Room just because the history there is is so incredible. You haven't? I've never been there. I so used to play there. No way. So uh, there's a girl from Van Cleef. She's really big now. Ellie Douay. You ever heard of her? Mm-mm. So she's from Van Cleef. And now, so you never heard of Ellie Douay? So she's, I'll look her up. So you'd look her up. But she's got her average Spotify listening right now is 22, 23 million people a month. What? It's nuts. Wow. But she she's huge in Europe. She sings with like, there's this DJ named Zed. She's done yeah. music with him. I mean, I'll, I'll show it to you. Um, oh but she used to play at the Jewel Room. Yeah. And I remember when we were in high school, I was doing music, she was doing music, and she's like, you should check it out. But I never, I tried to go there one time. My dad tried to get me a gig, but he, they wouldn't let me in because I was too young. And my dad was like, the hell with this place. So <laughs> so anyways, I've never been, but I would love to go check it out, especially oh my when you're playing. Yeah. It'd be fun. You know, I, it's funny you say that. I always tell people, you know, like, I've been playing here since I was too young to get in. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, I was 15 when I started this, and there was a lot of, you know, um, there was a, there was this one time I was playing a private event. Uh, somebody had booked me to pay, play a private event, their Christmas party at Boots and Spurs, and, like, they would not let me in. And I was like, dude, I'm the band. Like, I'm singing. And they were like, <laughs> you're, like, 16. And I was like, come on. But, um, yeah, I, I love the Julep Room. Just the history there is, is really, really cool. Um, just just knowing that, like, Elvis played there so when oh, I yeah. sing an Elvis song I'm just yeah. like this is incredible I Bro. Play, I play there there's a like lot this huge ago. poster of Elvis and like everybody flicks their guitar picks at it when they're oh, done really? I'm like this is this is iconic I love it um, I feel out of touch <clears throat> feel very yeah. out of touch right now you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go at, really one t- <laughs> at one time that was a rite of passage to play yeah the julep room <laughs> oh wow yeah. so I'm you've got to get in there I'm man not, the low ceiling you touch the ceiling yes it's in a cellar it's like I need to come down. I need to do like a video nostalgia. for it. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think I next time you're playing, I'll, I'll, I'll look at your schedule. We're going to yeah. get in your schedule. It's on my website, yeah. It's in um, April. Um, and then I also, um, I'm going to be back at the Hard Rock Cafe like at the end of the summer, I think. So that's another venue I really enjoy. Just again, the history, the memorabilia that's surrounding right. you. It's just mm-hmm. very cool. Very nice. The Hard Rock Cafe, that's... Uh, I haven't been to Hard Rock in a while, but that was always seems like it would be a fun place to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's a lot of tourists. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the Hard Rock Cafe is international. Mm-hmm. So um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, who's your, who would you say is like your biggest influence in your life when it comes to music? Like mine would be 
being Frank D. Martin, like who would you say is like the, the the one that you're like, okay, this is the person that I not try to oh, wow. <laughs> emulate or anything, but what, what's what's the better way to ask that? I don't know. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, it's like yeah. somebody that uh, was there ever anybody that you said, wow, I really like them. I well, you said Taylor Swift. I yeah, got to play. Yeah. I got to pick up the that's, guitar. That's I gotta true. Play. Yeah. I want to play. Yeah. That, that motivated you to do that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe not so much now, but when I was younger, definitely she. I, right. I thought she was very inspiring because she was, you know, she was very vulnerable. She put her heart and her soul and her experiences into her music, and I feel like you have to be really vulnerable to share your actual real life experiences with people. And I just, I loved that about her. She was unfiltered. You know, she said what she meant. She meant what she said. I just, I loved her music. They, they told stories, and I just, I loved that. Yeah. Um, I recently re realized something that she did that I had no idea. You know the Rihanna song? Like me, this is what you came for, mm -hmm. and everybody's watching her. So that is a Taylor Swift song that she actually recorded, and they just like really? leaked it. Really? And it was, I mean, word for word, she wrote it, and the music was practically the same. It was just Taylor Swift's voice. And I guess they said, hey, we're going to give this to Rihanna. And it made Rihanna like one of her most famous songs. That's crazy. I did not know that. And I was like, no. that's a Taylor Swift song. Who would have known? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that like yesterday. Very interesting. Wow. That's always been something with, with music is there's always been, in fact, I'll, I'll get on my feed sometimes, I'll get stuff like, you know, five songs you didn't know so-and-so wrote or five, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And it's, and like you're saying, it's it's surprising, you know, it's like, oh, because mm -hmm. it's an artist, but you said it's just like like hers, but it's like a lot of times they'll, they'll revamp it and, mm -hmm. and make it their own. And it's like, oh, okay. And then you hear the original version, it's like, kind of like the... Here, this is my age again. It's like Dylan and the Birds and that kind of thing. You know, I love those songs, Tambourine Man and uh, and Eight Miles High, and all that kind of stuff. But, but Dylan wrote a lot of those songs. And as a kid, I would look at the the label and see who the artist was that wrote it, and then go look. We talked about this so before. He, he wrote a lot. He of wrote songs a lot that, of songs. A lot see, of songs. Because his voice, I'm not. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, everybody knows it's horrible. <laughs> but I mean, the guy can't sing a lick. But I, mean, I didn't it, realize how many songs that. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then I would listen to these polished records, like again, Tambourine Man is a perfect example. Then, then I said, oh, I got to find out who this Dylan guy is, and go back and I bought one of his records and hey Mr. Tambourine he's like what the hell is that <laughs> <laughs> so this guy got he's got oh his hand gosh. caught in the car door or something it's like it was no. terrible but 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 I'm to reiterate I I I, I know what you're saying and, and and those those kind of people that that can do that and and mm -hmm. it can it can lend the songs to another artist not literally lend but mm -hmm. but but their talent, lend their talent to it, and they make it their own. You're talking about uh, her vulnerability and, and all that. You know, that now I see why you like Stevie Nicks because that mm. was before her, yeah, and before Stevie Nicks, and yeah, at the same time it was Joni Mitchell, and Joni Mitchell was oh, known yeah. when she came out with Blue. I remember Christopherson and all these other guys telling her, "Why are you putting your soul out there for so many to see?" You know, the, the raw emotion out there, but it's 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 generational, and it's the same mm -hmm. thing that. You know, and then yeah. after you, there'll be somebody else, you know, that'll say the same thing about their, their inspiration in, in this genre of music, you yeah. know, in that. So, I mean, it's easy to scream and yell, but to say what's in your heart sometimes yeah. it's hard to do. Yeah. Especially, especially writing music, like yeah. you're doing yeah. that. That's Should I let them know this? Or, yeah. Or, or, I, I think um, for me, like inspiration wise, it's never really like not like genre specific or right. lyrically it's it's about the songwriting because right. you know when i um i started 
playing guitar right around the time that my parents were getting divorced. And it was, you know, a hard time for me. And like, I think the first song I ever wrote was about, you know, how I was feeling about that situation. And it was like, after that, I was like, you know, I'm a songwriter. Like this is, it was like therapeutic. It was like taking everything inside and putting it all together. And even if you aren't feeling beautiful things, taking something that may not feel beautiful and turning it into something that, you know, I think is beautiful and sharing it with people and that vulnerability, it's, it's like, it's like taking it out and, you know, putting it out and saying, you know, like, this is how I feel. And it's like, I try, you know, with my music, it's, um, the songs that I write, you know, everybody will ask me like, did that really happen? Or, you know, is this like, did you just write that? And for me, I mean, I would say all of my songs are pretty much from experience, like not, um, not maybe to a T, but you know, well, the gist of it. Yeah. I mean, I take what I'm, yeah, what I'm feeling and, you know, what I go through, I, you know, I put it out there and, you know, if people like it, you know, maybe somebody can relate to it. And, yeah, um, sure. It's, it's an incredible feeling when, um, I, I wrote, I wrote a song. Okay. Um, I was a very young mother. I was a teen mom and I, I wrote a song about, you know, becoming a mom. It's called two little pink lines. And the people that tear up when they hear that song, it's like incredible. Like wow. just the people that come up to me and say like, Oh, that song made me cry. Like, that's exactly how I feel about my children. Like, it's, it's an incredible feeling when people come up to you after a show and they say, you know, I love that song that you wrote. I can relate to that. Yeah. I've been through that. I have felt that way. It's, it's like, how, is it's that awesome. on Spotify? No, that one's not. That's did not your mother and father ever hear that song that you wrote? Did you play it for them or was that too personal for you to um, let them hear? I'm pretty sure I did play it for them yeah. and they were, they were impressed, you know, they, they, they liked it. And yeah. I'm that sure they felt did. felt good to, but, you know. But at the same time, it's like, that's, like, that's us. That's yeah. us. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, that was probably the deepest thing we've had on this whole series. You know, that's <laughs> that's why I can tell you're definitely a, yeah. a songwriter. Um, but man, I we got I, we got to get you recorded somehow. Like, <laughs> that's, that's my like. I want to whether it's here or Casey and Jackson. Cause Casey's got he's well, that's next right, level. Casey. Yeah, yeah. But uh, man, he's got we, it going on. So what's your what's your goal? with music is it to play is it to just share your music out there are you wanting to go to you know a bigger pond a bigger, a pond? bigger pond um gosh it's so funny that like you asked that because i think i'm still trying to figure that out um you know when i was when i was younger and i was doing this of course the dream was to like be up there and to sing my own songs and um i had um you ever do uh, one of those shows, like American Idol or Voice or anything like that? <laughs> yes. Um, me too. Yes, Don't worry. I did. Uh, it's, it was it's, never again. But we a, can it's a facade. <laughs> remind me to circle back to that because I totally have a story. Yes. Um, but, you know, of course, that was the dream for a while. Um you know, and then having my first kid, I played the whole time I was pregnant with her. I was so big and pregnant. Ooh, I could, that must have I could been interesting barely hold my guitar up. Like I would have to sit down for my Ooh, shows, yeah, right. but like I would sing. <laughs> rest on the baby. I did. I sang until like, I think I had her on a Monday. I sang like that Friday night before. Really? Like I sang the entire That's time. dedication, folks. I was pregnant. Cause you know, I, I never had... Um, like in high school, I never had a job. That was my job. I would go sing, you know, at a Mexican restaurant on Thursday night. And then Friday after high school, I was booking it to Mobile to go sing. I would sing on Saturday, brunch wow. at the yacht club on Sunday. Like that's what Hustle. I did. Hustle. That's, I never had like a high school job. I didn't I have a job. I was dishes at a restaurant. Adult. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was singing. I was like living my that dream. Awesome. Like it was, I loved it. Um, so of course that was the dream then. And wow, then, yeah. you know, as time went on, I, you know, I had, I have another child now and I kind of quit 
do it. I quit doing music completely. I told everybody I'm retired. Like I'm done. I'm done with it. You know, I had stopped because, um, I had got pregnant. I, you know, planned this pregnancy out and I was, um, COVID was right around the same time. So nobody was doing live music anyway. Mm. And I, um, you know, I just kind of quit and then, you know, I'm, I'm on my own now. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to just kind of get back into it. I kind of miss it. And, um, I'm so thankful that I did because honestly it like playing music again has gotten me through the hardest time of my life. And it, it like gives me a sense of myself again. Like I finally feel like myself again. That's good. And it, right. it's, it's so well, great. Music is very so, cathartic. So yeah. So the dream now, I don't know, I'm figuring it out, but, um, my band and I, we are working on, you know, putting together an album. I have so many original songs. I've got a couple albums worth. Like I, I feel like now it's time to, to be more vulnerable. I feel like I've been pretty vulnerable singing my songs for people that I don't know with these shows, but I feel like the time has come to like, you know, put them out there because my songs are from experience. They're like, they're my life. They're my story. So I feel like it's time to kind of put them out there. So that is, um, Aside from the big event I mentioned that my band and I are working on, right? Um, you know, putting together a ten-song album is is um, is in the works, Good. and so Good we're well, we're working on let that. Let us know. You'll have to come back and <laughs> let us know when it's close to finished. Right now, where you are, are you all recording anywhere right now? Or are you going to do it at home or? We, um, no, we have not picked a studio yet. We're in the very like beginning stages of it. Cause right now we're kind of like working to get to this event. And then after the event, it's like, okay, crunch time, trying to figure out which songs I'm going to put on this album and in what order. Cause I want it to be very cohesive and I want it to tell like a story. You know? Well, if you need a studio, here's one right here. Okay. But also, <laughs> well, we know a guy in Jackson yeah. who yeah. I, I will recommend cause I've heard of the stuff that comes out mm-hmm. of there. So anyways, when y'all get to that point and you're like, yeah. hey, let's try some out we can work on some things. That'd be fun. Yeah. I would love to do that because I'm, I want to work in some more, more recording in this studio and then also having the support of of Casey and Jackson who's next level. It's, Mm -hmm. it's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to get with you because I mean, our goal honestly was to, to do that this summer. We're, we're like thinking pretty quick. So, I mean, that, that was the goal. Like I'm, I'm pretty ready. I've got so many songs that I'm 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 really ready to get out there. I've heard some originals (laughs) live and it, it sucked me in. So that's how I know it's like, very uh it's good it's good <laughs> thank stuff. you are these going to be songs that you, you you've already written mm-hmm. up to this point okay so, yes. so so you know them inside and out having mm-hmm. performed them and yeah they're alive sure. in your mind okay yeah all of the songs that are going to be on this first album are going to be um songs that i've written um solo written by myself and um well, already that, already done they're, that's good for your fans too because yeah. that that way that that they know the songs. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's my favorite one that she does that she wrote or, or whatever, that type thing. And and to have it, oh, I can take it home with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I um, I was kind of scared at first like, when I first stepped back into the music scene because, I mean, I was out of it for, you know, two years is a long time. And I was kind of nervous about, you know, like how it was going to go and, you know, was I going to be able to get gigs and, you know, are people, do they, do people even still care about Katie Jones's music? But I, no- I noticed your reemergence. <laughs> I really did. Cause I don't know. I remember hearing about you when I was younger, but I mean, I don't really have much time to like see who's out there except yeah. unless, they're, unless they're like a crooner. Cause that's <laughs> like my realm. So I'm like, okay, who's this person? But I remember seeing you pop up on my feet and I'm like, okay, she's, she's still doing it or emerging. Yeah. And then I saw the band thing and I was like, go ahead, girl. Yeah. Um, it has been really good. I got to say it's, it really is an incredible feeling and I have so much gratitude towards, you know, when I was younger, I was, uh, messaging, 
places on Facebook and my stepdad would go by and drop off flyers. And I was like begging people to give me a chance to like play at their venues. I would play for free, you know, and I felt like I kind of paid my dues with that. And now it's like, it's a really good feeling for venues to reach out to me and be like, Hey, everybody's asking why you're not playing at my bar. Can I book you? And it's like, it's like, wow, that's such a good, it's just a really, really great feeling. It's a sense of accomplishment as well that you've reached that point where people are, are interested in wanting. Yeah, it's great. Come and on. it it also feels really, really good when there's these people who will, you know, come and see me sporadically, whether it be like old friends or just or even like people who I've met that um, along the way that, you know, like my Facebook page and they just come back to hear me later mm-hmm. on and they say, you know, hey, can you can you play this song? Can you play that song? And they're originals, you know, for people to yeah, request that's... my originals. It's it's an incredible feeling because when you play a song, you don't know if anybody's going to like it. But for people to come back and say, like, hey, can you sing Colt 45? Can you please sing Addiction? And I'm like, yes, of course. Right. Nice. <laughs> it's like a great feeling. Do you have any any live videos on your Facebook, on your social media stuff? Um, I do. There's a, um, I posted a video of my band practicing Colt 45, which is one of like, people say that's like, that's the song. Like that's, that's, that's the one. I heard I'm you like, sing that at Blunt Tiger. I heard that. Yeah. One. That's like, that's the one everybody, you know, really likes. And I always, you know, I like to say at my gigs and stuff, you know, if you're, if you're a female and you sing country music, you have to write one song about shooting your husband. Like it's in, it's in the rule book. It's in the rule book. So like this, this, Cut them country girls. <laughs> this one's mine. Shooting them, running them over one of the two. So, <laughs> that one is is definitely uh it tells a story and so i like that one because <laughs> her had do, do, died. Do, do the men just kind of look down and put their hands over their eyes while the, <laughs> the women are looking at her like yes the women are just like really into it and their husbands are just kind of looking at them like kill him girl okay, put him out put him out of our misery all right girl. shirley don't get too into it oh, over there man. oh lord <laughs> well katie i know that you brought your guitar yeah. yes and i want to record some music just to kind of put it out there we'll edit it and it'll yeah. be uh, just to, so people know who we're talking to and if they yeah. haven't heard you they will hear you okay you so um you ready to do that yeah cool. sounds good awesome all right guys so this song is a song that i wrote a couple of years ago um it's very raw and it's very vulnerable um so i hope that you guys enjoy it and i hope that you know maybe you can relate as well Five months, three weeks, two days But who's counting? And can't remember the last time I Thought about it Nor the last tear I cried Last time you crossed my mind Five months, three weeks, two days Time of my life 
all this freedom Got so much going on that I can't keep up Doesn't even hurt when they ask about you And I, I know Cause I've been having the time of original song called the lie i tell katie thank you so much for being on how do we get how do how can people look you up um okay so my website is up you can look me up it's katie k-a-t-i-e jones j-o-n-e-s katie jones com. um i've got a schedule on there with you know i usually put a couple months worth of dates i don't want to overload it but a couple months worth of dates on there of where i'm going to be and when and whether i'm going to be a solo actor performing as a band um i also have um a link to my youtube channel on there so you know any videos that are on my youtube channel you can look up there and it also has a link to my facebook my instagram and my tiktok so it's kind of all in one place there you go wow that's a full-time job in itself that's right that's <laughs> wow. right yeah. well katie thank you so much for being on here thank and you tell your dad i said hey Absolutely. i cannot wait to see <laughs> yeah. where you go from here i'm definitely gonna be a follower of you and, uh, so. yeah just remember the little people that you stepped on to get to where you're at oh, when, gosh, when you no. make it big like I, jesse and me honestly <laughs> yeah. you need a chauffeur or whatever we can i, I, I could so, drive a bus yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I don't even have a license for that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's okay. She well, won't remember us anyway. Oh, yep. not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Jesse Hill. I am Hank Berman. And I'm Katie Jones. Thank y'all, and we'll see you next time on the High Note Podcast. <laughs>